welcome to your daily drive. I am Rick Thomas, and I received a question from someone, and I just titled the podcast, which will capture the question. I won't have to read it to you. The title of this podcast is, My Ex-Spouse is Ruining Our Children, Please Help. I want to talk about that in this podcast, and if you want to read the podcast, you're welcome to do this. In fact, we put all of our podcasts in Your Daily Drive in article format, and so you can listen on the go or you can read. A lot of people listen on the go. For example, my friend Chad, he is listening right now to my podcast, and I I would imagine that he's driving to work. He has a 40-minute commute to work, and he listens to our podcast. He told me yesterday we were visiting Chad and Katie in North Dakota, and we met their adorable children Maddie and Emily and Hannah and Darth Vader and Chewbacca, and it was wonderful to meet them. Uh, we had dinner with uh, lunch with them for a few hours. They were very gracious. They asked us to come as we were driving through North Dakota. This is what we do. We do site visits with our supporting members, and so if you are a supporting member, and would like for us to visit with you, that would be fantastic. Maybe we can work that out. I do try to do that with all of my Mastermind students, and we'll do it with anyone. Anybody that'll let us hang with them, that's what we enjoy doing, hanging with people. And Chad was telling me about how he listens to our podcast. He's been doing that for a few years now and was very kind and gracious, both he and Katie, and it was a joy meeting them. And so hello all, and thank you for having us over for that wonderful food and time of talking. You have a wonderful place there in North Dakota, and it was a joy to spend time with you all uh, and with the mosquitoes minnesota the place of ten thousand lakes and 10 billion mosquitoes they're everywhere uh, but the people are wonderful and god's creation is on full display up here in the great north and so if you want to listen on the podcast listen to the uh, podcast you can right now, or you can go to and get the article on the website, and that would be great, too. This is a 2,200-word article. It's a significant art- article because it's a huge problem. Sometimes in relationships, and this is how you can apply it to anybody, uh, relationships that are dysfunctional, when there are dysfunctional relationships, somebody's playing by the rules and somebody is not. And if you are the one that's playing by the rules, you know how difficult it is when the other person on the other end is not uh, following Christ the way that they should, and there's a significant call to action on you to respond properly, which means biblically, and that can be hard. And so whether you're going through a divorce or you are divorced, this will apply to you if you are a relational being, and you are, because there are people in your life that aren't doing as as well as they should. Now, perhaps you are one of those people that's not playing by the rules, and I hope that God would use this podcast to arrest your heart and make strong appeals to you. May the Spirit of God appeal to your heart so that you do change, uh, so that you're not making it so difficult on the other person. And in this case, uh, some of the other people are the children. So if you want to read the podcast, My Ex-Spouse is Ruining Our Children, please help. Divorce is 
the worst thing that can happen in a marriage because it never ends. People who have gone through divorce will tell you this, a horrific divorce. Death is final, but divorce has another life. And in that life, the ex-spouse can continue to complicate matters, which in many cases has something to do with the children. There are times when it feels like Christians are at a disadvantage, especially when it comes to the game of life in a fallen world. As I was saying earlier, Christians aren't allowed to cheat. We have to play by the rules. And then there are others who don't care about the rules, and they don't care about the Lord's fame. They are working with a different set of cards, and they have no qualms about bending the rules to suit their selfish agendas. Now, we know everything is going to be okay in the end. There's your cliche for the day. But the process that takes us to that good end can be disappointing, and it can be awfully painful. The evil ones seem to be winning as they spin the truth to put themselves in a favorable light while the Christians have to suck it up for the cause of Christ. It not only seems wrong... But it is wrong. We are on two different pages, playing different tunes, but somehow irrevocably tied to each other. That's the dynamic of a divorce with children. And the Christian, what does the Christian have to do? Turn the other cheek, Matthew 5.39. Love your enemy, Matthew 5.43. Walk the extra mile, Matthew 5.40. Overlook an offense, Proverbs 19.11. Suffer because Christ suffered, 1 Peter 2.21. While finding our joy in something or, or in something that cannot be seen, as we watch what we can see deteriorate all around us. That's 2 Corinthians 4.18. There are a few things where the reality of the Christian disadvantage in a fallen world is acuter than when one parent is trying to rear their children in the Christian way while the ex-spouse is selfishly doing their own thing regardless of the damaging repercussions to the children. It's like being gagged while in a straitjacket as you watch the individuals that you love the most, your children, being brainwashed by an enemy who only cares about themselves. They never consider the long-term disastrous effects of their actions on the ones that they say they love. Even though both spouses profess to be Christians, which happens so often. Christians aren't impervious to divorce. It happens. But in situations like this, it doesn't matter whether they profess to be Christians or not if they refuse to play by the Christian rules. And the main rule is at the core of the gospel. Here it is. Setting aside what you want for the greater good of others. Christ came to set aside what he had with his Father and took on the form of a servant for the greater good of others. And if you're going going through a divorce, if you're in a divorce, you are divorced and you have children, you have to set aside, no matter what your attitude is, what your frustration level is towards your spouse, 
You have to set aside those attitudes for the greater good of your children. Divorce is wrong even if you have biblical grounds. Jesus was clear. Divorce was an allowance in Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4, and he talked about this in Matthew 19. I'm, you probably are familiar with the passage, and you, you can read it. But what he's talking about is the reason that God permitted divorce in Deuteronomy 24 is because of the hardness of people's hearts. That's why I say divorce is wrong, even if you have biblical grounds. Now, perhaps you do have biblical grounds for your divorce. It is wrong. Because once divorce happens, the results cannot be right for those that are involved. You can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. I'm not saying this to hurt those who have gone through a divorce. I don't want to heap guilt on you or shame on you. I understand this problem, and it's not my desire to be unkind or to be punitive to you, but it is a reality that everybody needs to talk about, that divorce is wrong. It's always wrong as far as the effects are concerned, even if you have a biblical divorce. And I speak as one who understands because my ex-wife divorced me. I understand the pain of it as much as anyone, but it doesn't change the reality. It's wrong. Dissolving a marriage is a person's way of resolving the problem of sin between two people, and once it happens, you will be left trying to do damage control with undesirable options. After a divorce, all of the recovery options fall under the umbrella of the lesser of two evils. Now, listen to that. They are evil. There are two evils. But after the divorce, as you try to recover from it, whatever the options are, they fall under the umbrella of the lesser of two evils. That is the path that you have to take. If you are divorced or if you're in the process of an unwanted divorce and have children, you must prepare your heart because of the imminent and future disappointments that will assuredly come your way. I'm not saying this to be negative, to be critical, but if you don't deal with the reality of the situation, when that disappointment comes and it's going to come because you can't make divorce right, even if it's permissible, you better be prepared. The human community is connected, and no matter how independent we want to think ourselves to be, it is an illusion. Our actions will affect others. Divorce does not separate parents from being parents. It changes them a lot. But they still have a mutual responsibility to parent well. If your spouse is willfully choosing to play by self-serving rules, you will be affected by how he or she plays the game. Parents who divorce create generational repercussions. Now, if you are the spouse who's trying to manage a divorce biblically, what I say next is of utmost importance. There are three things that I want you to know, three words, and I'll explain them for you. Number one, guard. Number two, trust. Number three, paint. 
And so if you are the spouse who's trying to do it right after the divorce, here are three words for you. Guard, trust, paint. Let's take the first one first. Guard. You must guard your heart. You're going to see your ex-spouse do and say many foolish things. If you prepare your heart for this certain expectation, you will not be shocked or overly shocked by what happens. This preemptive expectation will save you time in that you will be more poised to work the problems rather than react to them. Guard your heart. If your spouse is choosing to live selfishly, do not expect your spouse to do things that are for God's fame or for your children's best outcomes. Selfishness begets selfishness. And any person within the orbit of a selfish person will be affected by their self-interest. If you do not guard your heart, you'll be tempted to do several bad things. Let me give you a short list. You'll be tempted to spew anger toward your spouse, which will only inflame an already volatile situation. Number two, you'll be tempted to tell your children how evil your spouse is while elevating the righteous things you are doing. Number three, you'll be tempted to gossip or slander about your ex-spouse, which is like taking a sip from a cup of bitterness every time you open your mouth. And number four, you'll be tempted to lose heart as you fixate on what you can see while not trusting the Lord for future justification. All of these responses are tempting, and all four of them are within your reach. All four of them will backfire on you. If you choose these sinful reactions, guess what? You will be doing what your ex-spouse is doing. That is, reaching for the natural and selfish response while resisting the hard thing. I want you to carefully listen to this passage in 1 Peter 5. It's 6 through 11. Again, it's hard. I understand it's hard. I do get it. I really do. I have been here. I have walked in these steps. But here's what Peter said, who had a lot of familiarity with suffering unjustly. He said, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that your brotherhood is experiencing the same kinds of suffering throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's First Peter 5, 6 through 11. I have three words for you. Guard, trust, paint. That was guard. Let's look at the second one, trust. 
Think of what it must have been like for Jesus when he lived in our world. He seemed to be working from a disadvantage. Even as Judas chose to play by a different set of rules, the Lord was not overcome or derailed by his actions. Jesus kept himself fixated and fixed on the prize that was before him. That's Hebrews 12, too. You know it well. And though he did not waver, or though he did waver in his faith, remember Gethsemane, Luke twenty-two forty-two, he quickly reoriented himself, knowing that no matter what happened to him, his best course of action was to trust his Father. You must do this too. Trust I'm talking about. This worldview is not pie-in-the-sky faith that you plaster on a car's bumper or cute cliches that you spoon-feed to untested and immature Christians. The perspective that I am talking about here is warfare doctrine. It's a warfare doctrine that will stretch every fabric of your being The temptation will be to walk away from the Lord because His way may seem foolish at the moment of your most acute disappointment. You will want to fight fire with fire, but responding in a similar immature way as your ex-spouse may seem wise at the moment. It's not. It will probably feel good to give your ex-spouse a piece of your mind Do not do this. Here's another passage of Scripture from Peter as well. I would love for you to meditate on this. Listen as as I read this to you, 1 Peter 2, 19 through 25. Peter said again, For this is a gracious thing, when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and you are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Here are his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. That's 1 Peter 2, 19-25. These are hard sayings that I am sharing with you. This is where your Christianity really is put to the test, and, and we must examine ourselves, and we must appropriate the grace that God gives to us, and we need to make the changes in our lives so we don't become like them. Now, perhaps you're not going through a divorce, but you have relationships that they are not playing by the rules. It happens all the time, and I know that you have somebody in your life 
who's not playing by the rules. We see this in our culture every day. We have two groups, generally speaking, one called right, the other called left. The left doesn't play by the rules. The right tries to, generally speaking, and it's a temptation to want to fight fire with fire and not turn the other cheek, and we have to know how to do this. These are wisdom issues, and perhaps you need help with this because you're in a complicated situation and you want some unique soul care. And if we can help you, it would be a privilege to do that. Come with your specific question about your unique situation and and let's talk. Let us serve you that way. But for those of you who are trying to play by the rules and you're in an untenable situation, an unchangeable situation where the other person is not cooperating and they're doing all sorts of things, as the title of this article and podcast suggests, my ex-spouse is ruining our children, please help. I have three words for you. Guard, guard your heart, trust, trust the Lord. And the third one is paint. You will not have to guard your heart or trust the Lord one time only. You must protect your heart and trust the Lord repeatedly, every day and without warning. Guarding your heart and believing the Lord must be a way of life for you. If ever walking in the Spirit meant keeping in step with the Spirit moment by moment, Living out of divorce daily is one of those times. What does it mean to walk into spirit? Well, let's suppose that you were standing in your room or standing outside. You're not moving. You're in the spirit. And then you take a step. And as soon as you take that step, you want to walk in the spirit. The very next step that you take, you want to have the spirit's mind on that step as you move forward. And then when you take a second step, you want to be controlled and managed by the Spirit of God. And each step that you take, you want to walk in the Spirit all the time. Because your ex-spouse will never do disappointing things at the right times. Your ex-spouse will not cooperate with your life Your life will be like living under a dark cloud of expected disappointments. Therefore, you have to walk in the Spirit every day, every step. At each moment, you are a God-dependent human being because you never know what your spouse is going to do next to sabotage not only your faith, but the children you love. Now, I'm not suggesting for you to become cynical, though this will be a temptation. I am appealing to you to use biblical discernment, which has to encompass human depravity, specifically human depravity as it applies to a selfish person who happens to be your ex-spouse. I'm not talking negatively here to bring you into despair, but I'm elevating expectations and I'm elevating reality so you won't be disappointed, but yet you can prepare yourself for what is going to happen because your discernment has to encompass human depravity as it relates to your ex-spouse because it's coming unannounced. 
your call is to elevate to a higher way of living, which means you must practicalize what guarding your heart and trusting the Lord intends. Faith is more than understanding and agreeing with the truth claims of someone else, in this case, God. Faith in God is also a call to action. Remember what James said in 2.17? Faith without works is dead. You must have a game plan as you dance in the dark world with an evil person. Let me give you one essential dance step to make it really practical. Learn how to paint an indelible picture for your children to appreciate. If your children are young, it is possible your ex-spouse will dupe them. They will be tempted to take the natural course, which will include unlimited television viewing, all the junk food they can eat, and limited homework responsibilities, and other personal disciplines will be limited too. Your ex-spouse will provide them with an every-other-weekend dog-and-pony show while you become the meanie, the bad person who has to bring them down to earth after they re-enter the real world from their weekend flings with the irresponsible parent. This issue is where life seems unfair. You are the heavy, and your children regularly remind you of how great it is to be with your ex-spouse. Your temptation will be to let up, to let go, by giving in to their self-indulgent whining that you must not do this. You cannot do this. Children may say they want the natural way of life, but they respect the people who love them enough to do the hard things, even if they hate those hard things at the moment. And so your best course of action is to practically paint a picture of what Christ looks like as seen through your daily deportment. They must see Christ in you no matter how painful it is for you to be like Jesus to them. You see, there's coming a day when they will be older, which means their perspectives and their observations will be adult-like rather than child-like. While they are children, they will think and speak and reason like children, but when they become adults, they will put away childish things. Today, they are looking through a dark glass, but in the future, they will see and know the way that you are. This reality is where you must take, or you must make sure what they see in you is Christ Jesus. Paint a picture. If your ex-spouse continues to bribe them by manipulating the situation, there is coming a day when they will see this, and he or she will be the biggest loser. Your life and your ex-spouse's life will stand on the truth of what it is. You do not want to be like your ex-spouse. You want to be like Jesus. You want to make sure when your children snap out of the divorce stupor that they see a picture of someone who has a life that is worth following, but not just following, emulating. Here's the truth. You and your ex-spouse are painting two pictures today. There are blurred lines between them today, 
But as you and your ex-spouse continue in your different divergent paths, what you present for your children to see will be crystal clear in the years to come. You'll not get everything that you want today. You'll be the biggest loser right now. But if you persevere in the Lord's way, you'll be the biggest winner when it matters. Jesus seemed to lose a lot while he was living on earth, and it's true. He lost fame, he lost fortune, he lost reputation, and even lost his life, but we know the rest of the story. The way of the cross is your best course of action. You paint that picture for your children that looks like Jesus in you. They will love and respect you for it. Do not let present losses and painful disappointments control how you respond to God, how you respond to your ex-wife, and how you respond to your children. If you're trying to play by the rules, if you're playing with the Christian deck of cards, I have three words for you. Guard, guard your heart. You will be tempted. Your spouse is going to live selfishly. Prepare for this. Trust, trust God. Easier said than done, I know. Three, paint a picture of Jesus. Let your children see it today, tomorrow, for years to come. They'll love and respect you for it. Do you want to talk about this? Let's talk. The title of the podcast, My Ex-Spouse is Ruining Our Children. Please help. Let us help you. God bless. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.